the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Kathy Smith, along with Damian Galato and Alicia Quivido. Hey, guys, good morning. Good morning. Hey, happy December 1st. <laughs> it is Can you believe the, the beginning of the last <laughs> month of the year? I cannot believe that. Wow. That's right. And yeah. it's a nice chilly one this morning. Oh, more than yeah. chilly. Yeah. A little bit more than chilly. Feels like right. December. Oh, mm-hmm. it, does. Yes, it does. It does. Well, today is December 1st. It's also the feast of St. Charles de Foucault, and we'll start this morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come to our help with mighty strength, that what our sins impede the grace of, of your mercy may hasten. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, St. Charles, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today. Starting off in about six minutes, Brian Butler joins us. He is the executive director of Echo Community. You probably know them as previously as Dumb Ox. Well, they rebranded their name to Echo Community, and he is going to give us details about that. Uh, So stay tuned. They do so many things with their Echo retreats for young adults, married couples, and so on. So uh, it's going to be a great conversation with Brian. In 18 minutes, Deacon Ed Schooner joins us. He's the president of the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministries. And today he's going to be talking about a Catholic mental health news series, a film series that helps those affected by suicide, especially as we get into the holiday season, Christmas, the hustle and bustle. For some people, this is not a fun time because they're remembering those family members who have gone away way too soon. So we're going to be talking to Deacon Ed. He has a personal story about this as well. Uh, He's been with us before, so looking forward to that conversation with him. And in 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's the director of the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. And today he joins us to talk about how to pray through tragedy and loss in the light of the recent events in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. I think we've all been processing this as the news has been coming out. We've been finding new things throughout the week. So Dave's going to be talking about this later on in today's show. And in 48 minutes, it's going to be a fun one with Maura McKeegan. She's talking about her book called Beloved Son, Joseph and Jesus. It's a beautiful children's book, but we're also giving away one copy of the book for free to a listener or viewer. So make sure you're by the Facebook Live video, which is streaming on our Facebook page right now. 
facebook.com slash Catholic Community Radio. Wake up Thursday. It's the first video you see on our Facebook page because you're going to want to type in something in the comment section to win this book, and it's going to be the first person to type this in. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that interview in about 48 minutes, but it's going to be fun. Damien, I love book giveaways. They're a blast. Oh, yeah. Any kind of giveaway is usually a blast. <laughs> That's you know? right. That's and right. so uh, this is a nice book, too. Yeah, so you will want to receive it if you uh, listen. Good chance to win it. Mm-hmm. All right. Weather-wise, plenty of sunshine today. Uh, but it's still going to be chilly when you wake up and head out the door. And it will warm up, but not more than 60 degrees in most of our areas. And wind will still continue to blow at 10 to 15 miles an hour, which is going to keep it chilly, to say the least. Uh, no rain in the forecast, though. That's good. Same holds true for tomorrow. Tomorrow, though, gets back into the 70s to kick off uh, what I always like to say, the beginning of the weekend. Because for me, come Friday... That's right. It's weekend time. Things start happening. That's right. (laughs) So it'll be 70s all the way through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Temperatures in and around the area. 45 in New Orleans and Homa Thibodeau. uh, Gulfport, Biloxi, 42. Mandeville and Baton Rouge, it's 40. It's 5 after on Wake Up. Good morning. I'm Father Chris Decker. A blessed first Thursday of Advent to you. Today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. Thank you, Father Chris. Eight after the hour on this Thursday morning. Welcome back to Wake Up Everyone. With us now is our buddy Brian Butler, Executive Director Director of Echo Community, and he's here to talk about rebranding his company, if you want to call it a company, but it definitely is a ministry. And Brian, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? And tell us all about it. Good morning, Damian. Uh, I'm doing great, thanks. It's it's wonderful to be with you all. Uh, It's a wonderful week celebrating Advent with such a a time of hope, looking forward to to new beautiful things. and, And that's true for our ministry right now as well. Yeah, so Echo Community. Why Echo Community? Why now versus Dumb Ox Ministries? Because uh, everybody kind of got used to the name Dumb Ox Ministries, uh, but there's a rebranding. And, and you shared with me earlier before we did this interview as to uh, one of the reasons why. I'd love for you to share with our audience. Yeah, Dumb Ox Ministries is an exciting name. Uh, when we started off, it was for just a ministry for teenagers, and it was a sassy title that grabbed people's <laughs> attention. Uh, it was the nickname of St. Thomas Aquinas, who was nicknamed the Dumb Ox, and he was very pure of heart and very faithful in following God's call in his life, and those were two things that we wanted to foster. But over the years, it became a little bit more of a challenge for people to understand, well, why are you not so Thomistic, uh, why you teach so much John Paul II, Theology of the Body, and eventually um, in 2000, so 2002, it's been 20 years that we've been Dumox, uh, in 2009 I had a, a meeting with Archbishop Amon, and I went in to ask him permission to do a week-long retreat 
uh, Theology of the Body retreat for teens and to have it at Camp Abbey. And uh, right before I opened my mouth to ask him that, he said, Brian, I've been thinking, what if you were to do a week-long Theology of the Body retreat for teens and you could have it at Camp Abbey? And I just about fell what? out of my chair, and uh, that, that began our first ECHO retreat the next year in 2010. And since then, we've done ECHO 39 times uh, for over 3,600 people uh, around the world, uh, but, but right from here in our backyard in Louisiana, where, where we do the most. And so we're, we've been, it's the best thing that we do, and over the years, people have actually left that retreat saying things like, I can't wait to get back to this ECHO community. Uh, and so really, it was a name that was given to us, and it comes specifically from John Paul II's teaching, where he says we have a distant echo in our hearts of original innocence. And he describes original innocence as this purity of heart, when men and women were right with God, they were unified with Him, they were unified with each other, they were unified with creation, and they were even unified within their own minds and bodies, their own hearts and souls. And so that's what I know everybody longs for, is to be able to live from that distant echo, and through Jesus Christ we can have that become uh, a loud resounding that, that we live in community. And, and this is the, the heart of our new name. Well, I think it's a great name, and you guys aren't stopping, that's for sure. You mentioned that you're international, and you do quite a few seminars and retreats in and around South Louisiana. You've got one coming up in January. We do, actually. That I believe it was the same year that Archbishop Amon asked me to start training uh, catechists uh, and teachers in the Archdiocese to be able to share Theology of the Body with young people. And so we've done that yeah, for the past 14 years or so, uh, and it's been a great blessing to train thousands of adults and, and being able to transmit this beautiful teaching to young people at a time when sexuality and gender is very confusing today. And, and people need to, uh, and people desire to know not just the truth of what the Church teaches, but to see it in an attractive way, and that's what the Theology of the Body brings to us. It's a, it's a beautiful vision. It's not a list of prohibitions and things we're not supposed to do, uh, but it's really a beautiful vision of how we say yes to God in and through the gift of our own bodies, uh, really as Mary did in the in, at the Incarnation, which is what we're celebrating in this Advent. So it's an exciting time, and that, that uh, seminar coming up in January is for adults, uh, January 25, 26, 27. Uh, you can get information on that at our website. To share with them the new website. Yeah, echocommunity.us is now the hub site uh, instead of dumboxministries.com. Uh, if people get confused for a little while and they go to Dumbox, it'll still point you to that place, but it's now echocommunity.us. Yes. And by the way, when you do the international retreats and seminars, um, do, you, do, they, do you do it in English or you have to get folks who speak the language within that country? So the two places internationally that we did it was in Mexico and in England. And so in England, obviously, that oh. was not a problem. But in Mexico, we did, uh, you know, it was a bilingual thing where we presented uh, mostly in English and had people translate. And then the team that was partnering with us did it in Spanish and, uh, and translated for us. So, but we really haven't done that often. Uh, you know, we're, we're at home here in Louisiana, and we're really building strong here. We're wanting to sink our roots ever more deeply. Uh, we do travel from time to time and going out. You know, this 2023, we have eight Echo Retreats that are scheduled, uh, and I believe five of them are in Louisiana, uh, and then I think three of them are out of state. Um, and we're, we're about to possibly tack on a ninth uh, 
and, and we're start what we're starting to do now, Damien, is we're starting to segment this mm -hmm. out because I told you it started off just with teens, mm -hmm. but now we have Echo for married couples, and and we have Echo for engaged couples, which is coming up in uh, at the mm -hmm. end of February, uh, which we're really excited about, and so giving this beautiful teaching and just tweaking it for the audience so that they can really enjoy it. And that's been a phenomenal growth in the past couple of years. Yeah, I think it's great that you moved it toward uh, young married couples or to-be-married couples and even adults because if they understand it, it'll help them in their relationship with their kids as well when it comes to the theology of the body mm -hmm. topic. And, of course, you continue to do your great work. One more time, Brian Butler, the new uh, ministry is Echo Community, uh, formerly Dumb Ox Ministries. And where do they go to get more info? If you want to actually get information directly on all the retreats that are scheduled, you can go to echoretreats.com, echoretreats.com. But the hub site for everything that we do is echocommunity.us. And we are grateful partners with Catholic Community Radio. Thank you so much for all of your support. We're looking forward to a great future with you guys. You bet. Have a great Advent season and also a wonderful Christmas to you and your family, Brian. Thanks so much. You too. Okay, folks, 15 after the hour on a Thursday morning. Get up, get after it. We're coming back with more on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 1st. Today, we celebrate St. Charles de Foucault. Born into an aristocratic French family in 1858, Charles was orphaned at six and raised by his devout grandfather. As a teen, Charles rejected Catholicism and joined the army. He was sent to Algeria with his regiment, where he resigned his commission. Inspired by the Jews and Muslims he met in Africa, Charles resumed the practice of his faith upon returning to France in 1886. He first joined a Trappist monastery, transferred to one in Syria, and eventually left there to serve as gardener and sacristan for a poor Clare monastery in Nazareth. In 1901, Charles went back to France and was ordained a priest. Returning to North Africa, Charles was invited by a former army comrade to live among the Tuareg people in Algeria. He learned their language well enough to compose a Tuareg French dictionary, write poetry, and translate the Gospels into Tuareg. The outbreak of World War I led to attacks on the French in Algeria. When the settlement where he lived was seized in a raid, Charles and two French soldiers visiting him were shot to death on December 1, 1916. Charles was beatified in 2005 and canonized in 2022. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and other Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. You're listening to Catholic Community Radio. Our next guest is Deacon Ed Schooner. He's the president of the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers. And today he's going to be talking about a new film series to help those affected by suicide. Deacon Ed, thank you so much for being with us again. Well, good morning, Gabby, and thanks for having me to talk about talk with you about this important topic. Absolutely. And um, this is something that is important to talk about. Um, I think that a lot of people have gone through this. Um, and it's something that I think needs a ministry like the one that you are uh, talking about today. So tell us a little bit about this grief support resource and the new film. 
Sure. Yeah, we're, um, I'm, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm uh, president of the, what's called the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers. So I and a number of other folks around the country and around the world are working to bring a ministry to assist those who live with mental illness, mental health disorders, uh, uh, and, and all too often, sadly, these, uh, these can end in uh, death by suicide. And so we part of our ministry is we've developed resources to um, bring the light of Christ in the lives of people who are grieving someone who died by suicide. And I tell you, Gabby, if today's a typical day in the United States, about 130 people are going to die by suicide today. So we can pray for them and their mm-hmm. families uh, because it's, um, as you mentioned, it's a widespread problem. Probably just about all of us have been touched one way or another uh, by losing a loved one to suicide. My daughter, Katie, lived with bipolar disorder for many years, and she died by suicide in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. And so I know the, the pain and grief of losing someone to suicide all too well. After Katie died, uh, the one way I tried to deal with my grief was to look into uh, resources. I like to read and, and film and that sort of thing and try to understand what happened and where's God in the middle of all of this. And mm-hmm. I didn't find a whole lot in the way of Catholic literature and Catholic resources. So uh, I wound up teaming with some other folks, one being Bishop uh, John Dolan, who's the Bishop of the Diocese of Phoenix, to develop these resources. And I tell you, when you think you have it bad, and losing a child to suicide is bad, believe me, uh, Bishop mm-hmm. Dolan's lost three siblings to suicide and a brother-in-law, <gasps> so he knows uh, deeply the, uh, the grief and the, the, the tragedy of suicide, and, and the importance of having resources available there. So Bishop Dolan and I, uh, uh, working with Ave Maria Press as our publisher, developed a uh, some books on this topic, and and major part of the book is, is those of us in Catholic leadership positions sharing our stories of suicide and how God was with us through that grief, and, 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 and that's what we did. We wrote a book, but you know, not everybody likes to read, so we've also developed a film mm-hmm. series. Um, there's eight films, and myself and Bishop Dolan, my senior Charles Pope, maybe some of your listeners know of him, and some other folks, Letitia Adams, lost her son, and... Uh, we reflect on, on the experience, what happened, and where we found God in the midst of all of this. And then each film ends with a, uh, a prayer to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Mary, who knows full well the grief of losing uh, someone they love. And uh, we hope that it will bring comfort and consolation to people that are grieving. That's, you can find all of these resources on our website, uh, catholicmhm.org. Uh, they're free. Uh, also on Ave Maria mm-hmm. Press's website, and then in the group that developed the films is called Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries, which specializes in developing resources at the intersection of faith and, and mental health. So that's that's the resource, and uh, it's meant for uh, folks that have lost someone to suicide. They can watch it with their family, perhaps on their own computer or their TV uh, at home, or uh, for grief support groups or uh, uh, maybe a parish would, yeah. or, or a diocese would like to offer grief support to those who have lost someone to suicide. So you can take this, and there's a facilitator's guide and a participant guide uh, to help uh, you know, facilitate a, a, a group like that. So that's, that's, yeah. that's uh, been up uh, freely available on all those websites. Very powerful, um, especially with the bishop's story as well. And Deacon Ed, we have heard your story before, um, and it's 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 quite powerful. But um, hope 
solace and healing. I think especially healing, especially as you, uh, you know, yearly go through the date where your loved one has uh, died by suicide. You remember that. You remember the pain that you went through. Uh, we went through that with my own family as well. Um, but talk about that because you're looking for healing and you're trying to turn to some place that can offer you a place of no judgment, but a place of comfort and saying, I'm here for you. I know exactly what you're going through. Is that what we can find in these films? Yes, it's comfort, hope, and healing is, is what the, our Lord offers us. And, yeah, that's what the films do is we talk about how, mm-hmm. you know, when you lose someone like the, how, how we deal with our grief. You know, when you lose someone, the suicide or any, any death for that matter, but particularly suicide, uh, you don't stop thinking about them. I mean, our society sort of expects mm-hmm. us to kind of get over it and kind of put it behind you. But, you know, I'll, I'll never, of course, forget my sweet daughter, Katie. I think about her every day. I love it when someone talks to me about her or remembers her. She's a beautiful, vibrant young woman. And I think that's true for, for all of us that have, have lost someone. Uh, so it's, it's okay to talk to us about our loved one. Uh, many of us have lost someone to suicide, you know, the stigma out there is still very real. And so we're acutely aware of it, that maybe there is some sort of judgment going on, that there, or maybe uncomfort, uh, discomfort in talking to us about our loved one who died by suicide. So don't be afraid to talk to us about it. Uh, it's not like we forget, or it's not like you're going to bring up something that we forgot about and say, oh, yeah, I forgot that my daughter died by suicide. That, of course, never leaves our mind. But as time goes by, the shock, of course, wears off. And as time goes by, we can find support in our faith in that I know, for example, that uh, I spent a lot of time in adoration. That marked me a lot of uh, healing by spending time and grieving and pouring my heart out before Christ in the Eucharist, before a tabernacle. Other people find other ways to uh, have their faith support them. But I'll tell you, Gabby, in the midst of all of this, Christ has not abandoned us. Christ hasn't abandoned our loved one who died by suicide. Christ is the best therapist and psychologist. He knows more than anyone, uh, and he can bring this sort of comfort and healing to us in, in, uh, in, in, in a way that allows us to move on with our lives and continue to do good in the world. And God can overcome every evil, and, and suicide mm-hmm. is evil, even the evil of suicide, and turn it to the good in some way. And I've, I've seen that in my life and in the lives of many other people. Mm-hmm. Any advice, Deacon Ed, when we're seeing uh, maybe someone in our family or friends who um, have maybe gone through this and they're really struggling with their faith? They're asking, why is God allowing this? Why would something like this happen? He or she was a really great person. I just don't understand. Um, what can we do to maybe comfort a family member who is going through something like this? Well, that's the big question of faith, isn't it? Why is there suffering in the world? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, what I try to say to people and you know, who struggle like that, and pretty much all of us ask that question at one point or another in our lives, don't we, uh, is the reassurance, it, the, it's the totality of our faith that answers that question. Christ came into the world. Christ is with us in the suffering. Christ suffered with us. Christ brought all of our suffering to the cross with him, and Christ will redeem it. And death by suicide is not the end. Uh, our, our loved ones are very much still exist. It's not like they disappeared into the ether and no longer exist. The, the veil between us, the living, and the dead is a very thin veil, and we're still all together, uh, bound together by the love of Christ. So I just tell people that... Uh, uh, 
that Christ is still with us and Christ is with our loved ones, and we're all joined together in what the Catholic Church likes to call the communion of the saints. Right? We are, our hope is all mm-hmm. all of us will become a saint someday in, in heaven together with Christ. So let's try to offer that kind of hope and assurance that our faith gives us that this is not the end. Uh, death by suicide is not the end. Uh, there's always hope and mm-hmm. faith. Deacon Ed, where can we go to watch these videos, and are they all posted, or will they be released weekly? No, they're all posted. They're on our websites for free. Uh, So there's three websites. There's our website, the Catholic Mental Health Ministers, so catholicmhm.org. Ave Maria Press, uh, which many of your listeners may be aware of, a a Catholic publishing Mm -hmm. house out of Notre Dame. And then Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries, uh, they uh, specialize in films at the intersection of faith and and mental health and mental illness issues. They're out of Vancouver, Canada. They've also developed a wonderful other film resource that's free uh, that's uh, entered... uh, a Catholic course for Catholics, I mean, a, Catholic, a, mental, a mental health course for Catholics, on um, introducing the topic of mental health and mental health ministry into the life of a parish, because that's our overarching goal, is, is that uh, it would be wonderful if every parish had some sort of ministry dedicated to supporting uh, people who live with mental illness and mental health disorders, which is basically... Mm-hmm pretty much all of us, you know, we all, if we don't have a mental health or mental illness disorder ourselves, we know someone that does. So uh, a Mm -hmm. big part of our mission is trying to bring uh, mental health ministry to as many parish communities and dioceses as as possible. Deacon Ed, we have about 30 seconds left. Where can we also pick up a copy of your book? Because that's quite a powerful story. When a loved one dies by suicide, comfort, hope, and healing for grieving Catholics. Well, it's, of course, on every place you can go to get a book, Amazon and the other book, uh, online book uh, publishers. Uh, it's published by Ave Maria Press, uh, so you can go there to get it. Uh, so there's a, you know, the, wherever fine books are sold, as they say, uh, you can mm-hmm. pick up a copy of it, a hard copy or Kindle. Thank you so much, Deacon Ed Schooner, President of the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers. Uh, we appreciate you joining us once again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gabby. Absolutely. We're going to continue this discussion on being here as Catholics, supporting each other through the grieving process. David Dawson Jr. joins us when we come back from the break. We're going to be talking about how to pray through tragedy and loss, especially in the recent events in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Stay with us. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. After the hour on a Thursday morning, Damian Colano along with Alicia Quibito, Gabby Smith, and we've got a number of events taking place in and around the area we wanted to share with you. Jacob Zumo, our good friend and uh, once in a while regular guest, will he's having his Christmas open house and he's also having his um, one year anniversary That's at awesome. J Zumo wow. Studio and Gallery. I can't believe it's been a year. A year since he opened up. He's going to have all of his art on display. Of course, we know he does excellent work when it comes to sacred art, but he does a lot of other type of art. And uh, it's worth going to, believe me. There's no cost to get in. And uh, it's from 5 uh, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. this Friday. 
5 to 9 Friday, and it's at his studio, J. Zumo Studio and Art Gallery. Uh, it's at Interline, just off Airline Highway and I-12 mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge. You can see it right from the interstate. You can. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I had to give him a plug. I'm glad you did. He is so yeah. generous, so good to us. Yeah, so, okay. With that being said, it's time to move on to our next guest, David Dawson, Jr., Director of uh, the Office of Parish Support for the Diocese of Home at Thibodeau, but he supports a lot of other folks (laughs) along the way. He's here to talk about how to pray through tragedy, and especially with the recent events going on in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Well, you know... Uh, it, it, it's not always a pleasant topic to speak about, uh, yeah. especially when one loses a close friend or, or a loved one. And we, we just had our guest on uh, talking about the struggles of suicide. But death in general is it, something we all have to deal with in our life sooner or later. Uh, but, boy, when it comes suddenly and tragically, like uh, what's recently happened in the Archdiocese with, with Father Young at St. Peter's in Covington, what, what, what do you suggest when, when something like that happens and someone comes to you and say, hey, what do I do? I'm angry. I'm mad. Uh, not only uh, at people, but even at God. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was one of the, the toughest things. It, it, it's such a shock to this. I know it was for me. I knew Father Otis uh, just from my time there, and um, it, it's 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 such a shock. I think a lot of times we assume there's this latent kind of subconscious assumption that if I'm doing the right things and I'm praying and I'm, I'm a good person, that uh, typically like really terrible things won't happen to me or my loved ones. You know, mm-hmm. um, which as we've seen throughout history isn't necessarily the case. Um, you know, and it's been that way since the get-go. And I think what what I, I was kind of trying to pray through uh, the, the the feelings that I was having, you know, with mm-hmm. the, with hearing the, all the details of the stories and everything, and um, feeling like God was responding with a lot of like, look, this isn't for you to carry, number one. Um, this is for me to carry. And I like I came in order to to enter into violence. I came in order to enter into chaos and death and like brutality even uh and that's something that that struck me in a very real way but it took i think it took going to god with just like what the heck mm-hmm. you know and there's a there's a, i think that step a lot of times we assume we're taking it we may not be and that's one of those things that uh i think we can try to maybe give god the benefit of the doubt try to defend god and be like well maybe it was his will which I think in a case like this, that doesn't make any sense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to say like, okay, no, it's not God's will, but um, I need to be able to go to God in his wisdom and say, what the heck? I don't even know how to process this and let him respond. And every time I've been able to do that in the past years, uh, when I've been faced with just unthinkable tragedy stuff, um, he has been so faithful in giving me like, number one, hey, I'm bigger. I got this. And, and you don't have to understand all this, but number two, like, I am very uh, aware and I'm very into, you know, like, what's, what's going on here. And I am uh, able to understand deeply violence and tragedy and loss and shocking nature and things like that. Like, that's what I came to do through my death and resurrection. Like, this is, this is, this is my main goal. This is what salvation is, is me entering into this mess. So let me enter into this mess with you. And I think that's that's a, a level that we typically, I think for most of us in our faith, 
um, we aren't challenged to do, we don't really take advantage of, but he's, he's ready to meet us there, even in the, the, the deep, deep difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, uh, we spoke with uh, Dr. Matthew Bruinger uh, yesterday. He's got a book out, Finding Freedom in Christ, Healing Life's Hurts. One of the things he touches mm-hmm. on is redemptive healing. In other words, you, yes. you, sometimes you can't remove the pain, but boy, you, you, no. can, you can learn how to live with it and accept it and offer it up to Christ. Yeah, and that's that's something I think a lot of times when I first hear that kind of thing, I think, well, I got a job. That's I have to figure this out on my own. I got to figure out mm-hmm. how God operates within this, right? Which, mm-hmm. truth be told, I think for most of us, I have no idea how to somehow integrate God into what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that the key is that's not that's not how God works. That God is going to integrate Himself into it. And that that's that's a challenging thing for most of us because I think there's this latent assumption that. When it comes down to it, faith is something that I do. And, and, and my relationship with God is something that I initiate, I control, I have to try to figure out and put the pieces together. And I'm not used to God being the one to put the pieces together. I'm not used to God being the one to kind of initiate and act and integrate himself into my craziness. That I think I've got to kind of put the pieces together and then come to God with the, the puzzle being like, all right, I figured out how you operate here. And that's it. Here, here we go. And uh, I think with stuff like this, whenever just our reality kind of gets thrown all over the place, uh, to be able to go to God with empty emptiness, with, with, with frayed edges, with huge questions, and, and, and unable to understand how in the world he could operate with this, and to ask him for help mm-hmm. with that. And it's funny like how, how often we don't ask God to help us when we feel like we're incapable in the spiritual life. And it's amazing how that God's like, look, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> just mm-hmm. ask, like, I understand how to do this. Just ask me for help, and I can show you how I work in these kind of situations. And he will. He yeah. very much will. Well, and, and it's evident because the minute it was announced that uh, Father uh, Otis Young was missing, and they weren't even sure if he yeah. was uh, the one who was murdered at the time, along yeah. with uh, his uh, caregiver, <laughs> Look how quickly the church came together, how the people came together, yes. and all of a sudden, all the world's issues kind of went away, didn't they? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it became very clear that, like, and, and, and what a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to do a holy hour, too, to be mm-hmm. like, let's just go put ourselves in his presence. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to give a talk. We're not going to try to explain how God works. We're just going to get in his presence. Uh, and, and to see the people pouring out of the church, because we need that big time. And I think sometimes even in our, in our internals to, to, to be like, okay, I'm putting myself in his presence because I need him to act and to say, I need you to act. <laughs> I need you to come into this and mm-hmm. to be open. And, and, and the, the hardest part with that faith is to believe that he actually will. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the trust. on the fact that he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and yeah. so faith, trust, and then the courage to continue on. Quite often, yeah. uh, you know, you, you go to an event, a prayer service, but, but then all of a sudden you start falling apart again. And that's where you need community. Yeah. That's where the unity it's comes in within community, so. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and because we can't carry about that kind of thing by ourselves. No. So to, to know that, like, I can go and be at a place like St. Peter where they're doing this kind of thing. I think, too, another thing we try to do with these kind of situations and kind of a defense mechanism, survival mode is, I try to get my mind wrapped around it, and like, how could this happen? 
mm-hmm. how could this possibly be like how you know what, what the what what the details and I'm, i mean i find myself going back to the news you know articles and trying to see every little update um which of course that's not a bad thing but like it, it's coming from a place of like i need to get my mind wrapped around this because it's so terrible and it's so outside of my reality and I think God has challenged me to say, like, look, you don't have to be the one to mm-hmm. understand how all this works. Let me carry the heavy. You mourn the way you need to mourn, but, like, don't in your in your pride or in your defense feel like you've got to carry somehow uh, the whole reality of this thing. Let me let me take them. And I know you love them. And I know you're going to miss them. I know it kills you that this happened to them. But let me be the one to carry what happened here. Let me be the one to hold them in my heart. Yeah. And believe it or not, try to forgive the individual who did it. That's even tougher, and we could save that for another day. All right, my brother. David Dawson, Jr., Director of the Office of Parish Support in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Thank you for being with us, and we'll be talking to you again next week. We've got more on Wake Up. minutes before the hour on Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. This is the moment you've been waiting for this segment. We're giving away a book. I'm going to give you the details shortly. But first, I'd like to welcome our our guest, uh, Maura Rowan Mc, uh, Sorry, McKeegan is an award-winning author of number a number of children's Catholic children's books. She's a co-author with Scott Hahn of Seven Clues, a Catholic treasure hunt, and she also uh, writes many articles for various magazine publications. Her latest book in a series is Beloved Son Joseph and Jesus. It's the fifth book in her award-winning series, Old and New. Good morning, Mara. Good morning. It's so wonderful to have you with us this morning. And I want to let all of our listeners know we are giving a copy of your book, Beloved Son, Joseph and Jesus. We are giving one away. So we have one book to give away. Uh, The way to win it is the first person to comment on our Facebook Live video in the comment section. And here's what you have to type in if you want this wonderful book. I want the book. Right? That's, yeah. that's the official keyword I, or, or slogan. Uh, I want the book. And the first person to comment in the Facebook Live video uh, will receive a copy of this book. We'll get it in the mail to you as soon as possible. Again, that's on our Facebook Live uh, under the comment section. I want the book. Well, this is such a wonderful book. Uh, I enjoyed reading it very much. And I love uh, the old and the new. So before we get into this book, uh, talk about biblical typology and and this uh, comparison of old and new. Sure. So um, biblical typology is something that I didn't learn about until I was a graduate student in theology, but um, it's so amazing and so um, as soon as I uh, as soon as I learned about it, I really wanted to share it with children because I was a teacher um, at the time. And so, biblical typology is the connection between the Old and the New Testament, and the idea that the Old Testament foreshadows the New Testament, and it's a way of connecting the dots between the two. So mm-hmm. St. Augustine sums it up really perfectly when he says, the New Testament lies hidden in the old, and the old is unveiled in the new. 
So this series of books, um, the old and new series, that um, Beloved Son is the fifth book in the series. And the series explores the connections between one Old Testament story and one New Testament story at a time. So they really um, take it and dive into the details of how those these two stories are connected, um, and each book explores a different pair of stories. It's a wonderful story. So we know the story of Joseph, his father Jacob, who uh, he was beloved son of Jacob, uh, and his brothers were not very fond of him. And of course, uh, we are jealous, I guess. And and um, and of course, we know the story story of Christ. Uh, so talk about not to give away the whole story, but can you share with us some of the comparisons uh, between Joseph and and Jesus? Sure. So, um, so Joseph was a beloved son of his father, and he was one of 12 brothers. And then he was especially loved by his mm-hmm. father, Jacob. And then Jesus was a, a beloved son, especially loved by his father, and he had 12 apostles. Um, and uh, one of the, the parallels is... For example, um, Joseph's brothers, uh, his brother Judah, had the idea to sell Joseph Mm -hmm. um, as a slave for for silver, for twenty shekels of silver, and and then Judas's idea, um, one of the twelve apostles, Judas, had the idea to sell to betray Jesus for Mm -hmm. also for silver. Um, Joseph was a thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh put him in charge of all of Egypt, and Jesus was about 30 when he began his active ministry. Um, Joseph, when he was in Egypt, he uh, was put in charge of everything, and when the famine came, he was able to, uh, his brothers came to him, and he was able to give them grain, and he gave it to them for free, uh, knowing that they could never repay him. and. Jesus, when, uh, uh, so Jesus, when he, uh, give, he had a meal with his apostles and gave them the Eucharist, uh, it's a fulfillment of the way that Joseph gave his, um, it fed his family and gave them life on earth and Jesus fed his, uh, his apostles and all of us gave us um, grain, the Eucharist for eternal life. Wow, beautiful. We're visiting with Maura McKeegan. She's an award-winning author of a number of Catholic children's books. We're talking specifically about the fifth in her Old and New series, and that is Beloved Son, Joseph and Jesus. And I think the second that I said uh, what you should comment on the Facebook video, somebody snatched up the book. So we do have a winner for our uh, our book giveaway. Uh, so thank you so much, Maura, for providing that for us to give away. It is a wonderful book. And and I believe that, that the book book is for uh, children ages seven and up, but um, Damien's going to laugh at that. But I-, I loved the book and there, I never honestly uh, realized the comparison or, of of Joseph and Jesus until I read your book. Mm-hmm. I, there's so, so many similarities. Um, and this, can you share with us some of the titles of your others in this wonderful series, Maura? Yes, sure. So the first book in the series is called The End of the Fiery Sword, and it's um, Adam and Eve and Jesus and Mary. 
And then the second book is Into the Sea, Out of the Tomb, and that's a comparison between Jonah and Jesus. Um, The third book is Building the Way to Heaven, and that's a comparison between the Tower of Babel and Pentecost. And then the fourth book is called Saved by the Lamb, and it's um, Moses and Jesus. Wow, wonderful. And they're all beautifully illustrated by Ted Schlander Fritz. Did I say that correct? Ted Schlunder Fritz, yes. Okay, yes. Um, yes. Beautifully. He's done an absolutely phenomenal job of taking the typology into a, a whole new realm with the things that he adds through his art. I'm always astounded by the way that he interprets the stories in his, in his art. So beautiful. Maura McKeegan, where can our listeners find a copy of Beloved Son, Joseph and Jesus, and all of your other uh, books in the Old New series? Yes, they're published through Emmaus Road Publishing, which is um, the publishing arm of the St. Paul Center for okay. Biblical Theology. So uh, stpaulcenter.com carries them, mm-hmm. and also they're on, on Amazon and other um, outlets. Uh, Catholic bookstores. Okay, wonderful. Um, but stpaulcenter.com. Okay, great. St. Paul Center, and that is stpaulcenter.com. Thank you so much, Maura McKeegan. We're so happy to have you with us this morning. Have a blessed Advent. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful being here. Happy Advent to you as well. Thank you very much. It's a wonderful book. I suggest checking that out. Well, it's a great, and I, I think I need to get the rest in the series, Gabby. Well, could be for the, <laughs> yeah. for the holiday season. That's right. You, know, That's you right. don't have grandkids yet, but you would yeah. enjoy them. Uh, yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed Beloved Son. I honestly had not ever considered that comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations, Patricia. By the way, the winner of the book. Yeah. And uh, she'll be getting that soon. And of course. How quickly time flies. Today is already over, so we'll wrap up with prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My dear Lord, I do say yes to you on this day. I hear you calling me, and I choose to respond with the utmost generosity and abandonment to your holy and perfect will. Give me the courage and wisdom I need to hold nothing back from you and your divine calling in my life. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We have an update from the Knights of Columbus. Claudia McAdam talks about her book, The Christmas Light, and Father Jacob Dumont with the Legionaries of Christ will be with us. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.